you just do it. Just hit record. That's how we usually do this stuff. Oh, it's been recorded. Oh, you're right. <laughs> While I was taking the pictures, yeah. Oh. Okay, um. Hello, and welcome back to Two for the Price of Nothing. A podcast. Yes! Actually, <laughs> I took I took a podcast out of the title, remember? Because it was oh. self-explanatory. Yeah. So we can't say that. Okay, well, I'm going to say, I'm going to say because I feel like. It's your part. This yeah. is your part. You matter for it. Okay. Um, it's quite cold out because I was busy doing my homework that I could do tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We have Monday off. Okay. Well, we're back. We're doing a second episode. Every time I tend to start a, a project, decade. a new decade, every time. <laughs> no, no, no. But the last one went up in January still. Oh, really? We recorded it in December, but remember it went up in January? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, a lot of things are going to be hard to catch up on. So, basically, what was I saying? Oh, yes. Usually, when I start a project, I start out strong, and then it just... I feel that. But I was really determined to let this podcast be different, and um, I just really wanted to keep doing this. So, yes, this is the first step to doing that, and we have infinitely many more steps to go until one of us dies, and then I have to shake the little bottle of ashes around. <laughs> we were talking about that, weren't we? Yeah. <laughs> hey, how are you doing today? Good. Jesus. That's unsettling. How was your week? Yes. <laughs> yes? Oh, what, did you do anything interesting? I mean, we went to Disneyland. We went to... Is that okay? That's way beyond interesting, because who doesn't like Disneyland? And if you don't like Disneyland, well, then you're just a sad adult with the most boring job in the world that you hate your life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I reckon. Um, so is this? Oh, oh, I can already see it. Two for the price of nothing. Episode two. Disneyland. Disneyland. <laughs> Disneyland and crying. <laughs> Disneyland. Disneyland and chill. Jesus. We went to Disneyland. Yay! And it was great. Every time I go, Disney has always been a huge part of my life. I started crying. Yeah. Well, you know, do you? Do we want to make this episode just telling the story of our day at Disneyland? Sure. Okay, okay. Probably sprinkle in a few philosophies there. Mm, mm, mm. Best part. Best. <laughs> Fuck! Jesus! I, I almost just fell off the hammock. <laughs> okay, uh, let's let's start from... We never introduced ourselves. Hi. I'm Cake. I'm Blue. <laughs> We're done here. Um... Disneyland. Disneyland is when you go all out because you like it's such an occasion, but it's such a common occasion. It's like taking a one day vacation and you can do whatever you want as long as you have gas in your car. Luckily, we did then. So that whole car ride, it was just talking, listening to music. Uh, I showed you um, in the first ever live performance of One Step Closer that Linkin Park did, which was a bonus track and reanimation. Right. They added yeah. they added the bridge. And I am I allowed to quote it? I think I'm allowed to quote it. I don't think I could play it though. I don't think you can really sing it unless you like Unless you can sing. <laughs> <laughs> um But man Oh now I'm sad oh! Everybody's sad nowadays, so that's fine. <laughs> okay, we're gonna move on from that. Basically I played her a bridge that they added with the remix and that they also started playing live between 2008 and 2010 or 11 if i'm correct and it was really edgy it was basically uh 
the last the last line of it was please someone give me a reason to peel off my face and I vibe with that. And then now when you look back without context, without context I vibe with it. And when you look back on it and what's happened you're like, "Oh. Yikes." I mean like it sucks. It really does cuz okay. I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to make a reference to Sherlock I, it's been a while since I've seen the series, but there's this one bit where his sister, he doesn't know that's his sister, so, um, <clears throat> his sister uh, was posing as this other girl who was showing obvious signs of wanting to kill herself and all that stuff, and he, he was basically saying, like, don't touch your life because it's not your own to keep, and I was like, oh my god, and, like, elaborate on that, um, like, you live for yourself and stuff, but you also live for other people subconsciously because, you know, people care about you and you care about them. And so when he said, like, because it's not yours to, like, to... <laughs> it's, I, I have to probably uh, look at the quote again, but when, I, when he said that, and again, a lot of shit, like, not good. <laughs> I think I understand what he's saying. Like, we live for ourselves... And for others, and we just live for, sort of, I'd say, the world. Because if you don't, then it's selfish. But if you live for just other people, then that's just selfless. And that's a bad thing, too, if you take it too far. So you have to find a line between it. And he was saying, if you only live for yourself and you find that it's not worth living for yourself, and you take that away from not just yourself but others, it's selfish. Which I, which I can see, but it's also a rough thing to be told, but it's true. See, this is why you're here, so you can... <laughs> so, so you can uh, Expand. put words into my difficult emotions well, that, that sometimes I can word, but I'm just in a rough patch, so... <laughs> so it goes. Uh, and this is, Just saying, this is why I love Sherlock, because not like he always says, like, I'm not a high-functioning sociopath. Oh wait, no, my bad. He is a high functioning. No, yeah, he's like I'm not. He's like do your research. I'm, I, I'm not really thinking clearly right now. No, no, bad. I was quoting him. No, yeah, I just. It's late. because no, he, he, he always is like trying to paint himself as this guy who doesn't care. But when when like John Watson came around, he's like, hey, and he's like, oh my god, here's this human, this other human that can again teach me all these emotions that I have lost since childhood. My question is. Is he? Because like psychopaths and sociopaths, is, I don't know much, but there's a distinct difference. Yeah, yeah, I know. Sociopaths are the biggest difference is sociopaths are made. Psychopaths are born that way, right? In a sense, yeah. My question is: Has Sherlock mostly lost the ability, or is he just completely unable to feel emotions? He's mostly lost the ability. I, I <laughs> um, he. I would say more or less he's trying not to feel like that because whatever's left he's attempting to block out because he has he literally rewired his brain to think that his friend Redbeard was a dog and oh my god I'm gonna cry again that made me cry (laughs) but he was like you killed my best friend and then she was about to do it again to John Watson and then he was like, nope, screw that, I'm gonna save my best friend. Spoilers, by the way. Oh my god, I'm sorry. <laughs> but I think he was trying to just push it out of his brain because the loss of his only friend from his childhood really messed him up so much that he forced himself or unintentionally rewired his brain. 
to think that it wasn't that big of a deal and it just being a pet instead of an actual other human being. Sad boy. That Damn. Was... That's tough. All right. <laughs> Disneyland. <laughs> Disneyland. Now we're going to start with the story. So we we arrive at Disneyland. We have to top and we, we have to park on the top of the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Man, this episode is going to be a Oh my god, I'm already starting. This yeah. episode is going to be a bunch of grammatical errors and and being like ah oh, blah blah blah. I did that. <laughs> Like, where do we start? What do we do first? We went to Splash Mountain. We went on, like, the water rides first in both parks. Yeah, it was, like, 10 in the morning, and we went on Splash Mountain, and I... Oh, my God. We went on... It was me. It was was me. It was Blue, and it was my sister, because my mom didn't want to go on. Understandable. And I was going to force Blue to go front of the log, because... I don't know. I thought it would be funny. And then you're a coward. Fuck you. Well, uh, no, this is a prime example that I'm not because I told you <laughs> I if know. you dab during the picture, <laughs> I'll sit front. And I sit front, and my sister tells me no dabbing during the picture. So I said, okay, fuck me, I guess. Because you did that for no reason then. And then I came off and I was drenched, dripping fucking <laughs> water, and I still had my phone and blew it to hold my headphones. Um, and I my had mom, my headphones too. <laughs> and my mom saw me and it was a mess. Our picture. Do you remember? Oh, yes. yes. So, um, we oh were, we had like a Star Wars, uh, f- uh, thing running that day, kind of like a, a vibe. And so my sister was like, okay, we're going to do like a force choke chain where she was going to force choke me and I was going to force choke Ness. And I'm just there in the middle. <laughs> yeah. And she was kind of doing it, but then as soon as we got to the top of that 50 foot Alright, listen, it's been two years since I've been to Disneyland. Do you think I remember that 40 degree angle drop? And then we start dropping, and I have learned to hold the position no matter what. I, have I learned, haven't! <laughs> I have learned. I have gotten it beaten into me through experience that it takes longer than you usually feel it might for the picture to get taken, and that's on purpose. I'll get into the genius of art of Imagineering in a second. Oh, yes. <laughs> We're doing well. My sister holds it perfectly because she's been doing this since she was freaking born. I, I, I kind of hold it. I have to grit my teeth more, and I look hilarious. Meanwhile. <laughs> <laughs> the, the painting scream, if you make that human proportions and add, like, can you say in hair that's pink on it? Because oh. now her she, her hair is no longer blue; it's pink. But we can't change the name now. Well, I mean, because blue is like sad, so I'm always sad. And it's iconic now. Yeah. And it's it's like if you got like a cotton ball and you frayed it. <sighs> I could go on. Can you just move on? I don't want to talk about my embarrassing wide open mouth screeching. <laughs> I know you think it's funny, but I think I look retarded. I'm going to see if I can block up the faces and post it. Probably not, but... The most iconic thing is my face in that photo. Yeah, yikes. Oh, we'll burn that bridge when we get to it. Um, And then after that, we went all the way... To, wait, no, hold on. After that, what did we do? Well, after Splash Mountain, we went to... California. Did we eat probably? We stayed in We stayed in Disney for a little did bit. Did we go on teacups? No, 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 wait, up. Oh. Was that later? Uh, I 
think that was later. No, 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 no. It was before. We were walking to DCA and we were taking the long way round. Yeah. And we ran into teacups and I was like, yo. Let's, let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, did we take any pictures? I don't think so. I think it was just a lot of screaming and trying to, like, hold the candy from flying around. Yeah. And it was just nuts because we were pulling it as hard as we can. If you go on teacups and you don't spin it as fast as you can, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> the fuck are you doing hell no you go on teacups you go ham and that's exactly what we did yeah and we almost died it was a lot of screaming and there's this thing where if you're going fast enough very very fast and you put your head back and you just lean out you like whoa it's like everything around you is is like a blur it's it's a funny feeling and i remember um Feeling dizzy for me sort of ha- like brings me uh, PTSD because one time I was in physics class and uh oh one time I for some reason I don't know maybe I was just finally dying from the lack of food that I have <laughs> me too <laughs> and a lack of water because I forget to eat sometimes and my mom has to be like can you not try to kill yourself I don't forget I just kind of say ah it's not important. <laughs> That's bad. <laughs> I have a reason. You don't. Okay. Well, that's 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 my whole mo. I don't really have a reason for anything. I'm I gonna just slap you. That's fine. I deserve it. Moving on. Okay. And uh, I was just really dizzy. No, the thing is, is that I've never gotten dizzy like that before, and it felt like I just gotten off of teacups. So, <laughs> so my head was just spinning, and I was like, oh no. And then I just rested oh, my no. head down, and it just worsened. Oh no. Yeah, and I was like, hey, uh, shout out to. <laughs> I'm sorry, I was really hard and can't was, say names. Oh, my I'm bad. gonna have to block that out. A <laughs> shout out to my physics teacher. Sorry, I was shitty in your class. Um. Shout out to it. all my teachers. I I'm sorry I was shitty in your class. I passed it though. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> oh god. Um. But uh, I was like, "Yo, teacher, can I drink some water? Because I'm kind of like feeling dizzy." He seemed like he didn't believe me. At Yo, first. cuz I'm dying. Can I get some piss in my mouth? That's you. <laughs> That's like some JoJo's Bizarre Adventure bullshit right there. That's why it's great. <laughs> Whatever. Um, Disneyland teacups side no no i wanted to side tangent built off of your story i was in uh, sixth grade i was taking an engineering class and i was i was a little dickhead in middle school sixth and seventh grade little dickhead wasn't doing shit and i just like like a five-year-old fucking running around and shit i hate myself for it and i we, was we get better over time and uh middle school doesn't exist for a lot of us so. no it doesn't count anything you did in middle school it doesn't count. So you know how um, when you can like put your hands down on tables with like a space in between and swing yourself? Oh god. Yeah, I was doing that, but I went way too hard, and the dude was like, "Hey, fuck off, will ya?" And I was, I was like, "Eh," and he just said, "All right, whatever." And then I, I flipped, and I like turned, and my head landed on the edge of the table. Uh. And I remember like no one batted an eye at it, and I was like on the floor, and I was like. And then I cried, of course. So I just went and I sat and I put my head down and I was like, this is a throbbing pain on the back of my head. I never told anything. Oh my god. It's still my funniest story. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh shit. I almost just fell again. Try and like fall off the hammock and die like the same. If I'm lucky, I'll die. I'm not lucky. 
This has been a rough week for everyone. I mean, for some reason, this 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 past week has just been like sluggishly depressing for me. Ah, uh, you have ups, you have downs, you have middles, and then you have so it goes. Things get better. Yeah, no, every, like things get a lot better, even though sometimes you're in that dark tunnel. All you gotta do is just look at the light ahead of you, and you're like, huh. Well, when I get out of here, I'm. I may be the same person, but I'll be a little bit better. Even if it's just like a half a centimeter, then you change. Me with a negative KD in COD. <laughs> what was it? Oh, we were playing, we were playing, I was playing COD with Nathan earlier, a production manager who I just name dropped earlier and didn't explain anything. And, and we were talking about World War Three. And, and I, and he, and I mentioned like us getting drafted or something. And he was like, I can't get drafted. My KD is too high. And we died. And I asked him to explain. And he was like, if I was drafted, there would be no war. <laughs> Osama's still alive. Okay. Um, Jesus. Back, back to, back to Disneyland. Disneyland story time. Actually, hold on. Wait. Do you think World War Three might happen? I think that if any kind of war is to happen, it's going to be like a Cold War kind of thing. This is a good point. Yeah. This is a very good point. Because if World War Three was to happen, then it would only be a matter of time before nukes, etc., etc., and there's a reason my brother collects bottle caps. 200-something, by the way. <laughs> Kid you not, since high school he's done it. I mean, I, I respect that. I do too. I should start. Yeah. Yeah, you should, if you want to fucking survive. Oh, wait a minute, hold on, wait. There was this- my sister likes watching these apocalyptic videos, which is probably gonna prepare us for future events. <clears throat> Anyways, um, she was watching this one where it kind of reminds me of Borderlands, except crossover with, you know, Fallout, and- That sounds fun. Like, they use, you know, bottle caps as currency, and I was like, that's pretty cool. My thing is that, like, I was talking to my brother about this once, like- Burp. Excuse you. No. Um, I was talking to my brother about this once, and we were like, yeah, funny joke, hi, collect bottle caps for the apocalypse, but there are more than enough Fallout players that if it does happen, and by some miracle they survive and get to the surface long enough uh, where the Fallout is gone, by some fucking miracle, and considering the amount of fans there are, it's plausible that there will be some left. It's also plausible and likely that they would actually use bottle caps as currency. So yeah, it's a fun joke, and it's so unlikely that you would ever actually realistically get to use them but if you're one real lucky bastard just maybe i mean like we could probably like it would probably be like that using bottle caps as currency but i do think that in some sense we would trade back in the olden days with like i'll trade you a chicken for something i don't know two rats why a rat no one wants a rat it's like arson but yielding days you give another family to plague Fucking coward. Oh, like, I gave you this chicken for that potion of healing. I don't know, man. Potion of healing? It's just, like, Sprite. <laughs> sprite? Yeah. Sp Want a Sprite Cranberry? Nah! <laughs> Dang it! Uh, are we gonna start Disneyland now? Because we're, like, ha uh, almost halfway through and we've just been cock-teasing it the whole time. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> um, where were we? Ah, uh, yes. We had just finished teacups. Oh! And that was right before I showed you the thing. The thing. The thing. The, th the, the thing. thingy. The thingy. All right, tell them, because oh. you're the expert. Okay. It's really hard to describe. So there's this little point. I recommend doing it during the day and pray that there's not a lot of people around. There's this 
perfect little standing point in Fantasyland behind, like behind the carousel, uh, in front of uh, Dumbo. Yeah, ride. like diagonally in front of Dumbo, in between like those two places, and it's, closer towards. It's hard to find. It okay. Well, it's not that hard to find, but if you're just looking around and admiring the scenery, at and and you happen to spot this tiny castle. I would. Oh yes. I was walking around one day, I was with my parents and we were just walking, I was kind of, yeah, I was feeling like shit. And I had always, I had always loved Imagineering, but I didn't know what it was. I was just admiring architecture, pyrotechnics, any sort of design that was all in Disneyland. And Disneyland is all designed and it's geniusly done. I, I, I've always been interested in it and loved it, but I had never really like gone in depth with it because I didn't really pay attention too much. I just sort of noticed it as I looked around automatically. And one day I'm walking past Dumbo and past the carousel. We're going to Frontierland. I stop and I look to my right and there's this perfect, perfect split where between the churro stand or something, Dumbo, behind the carousel, there is a split of trees where the story where you can see the storybook writers and there is a hill with the castle. And I don't know, it like, like it brought out some sort of thought in me and I was focusing on that and then I expanded my view where I focused on everything and oh my god. It was a perfect design. It was a purposefully done thing that they had, they had engineered that little area to look that way. And I was like, that's really cool. And I turn around and oh my god, I'm surrounded by a perfectly engineered place where no matter where you look, it's fantastical. And I exploded. I was like, holy shit! And mind you, when uh, when we were walking, he stopped me. He's like, "Hold on, hold on, wait, wait, wait. I'm gonna show you something." And I was like, what "Think Doc show? Brown kind of vibe." No, yeah, this is. <laughs> and uh, I always get really excited when uh, Cake likes to show me things because they're usually like really um. <laughs> they're use the right adjectives. They're, You're in stabbing difference, <laughs> difference, distance. Fuck. They're they're different, and it's interesting and it makes you think about it for a while and like it's i find it like really cool and so he he stops me (laughs) i'm brushing my shoulders real quick (laughs) he stops he's like hold on i want to show you something i'm like okay gamer and uh so he's just like look around you and like "Mm -hmm, yeah i see carousel dumbo and like you know just all this stuff and this is one of, like, the lesser things you see in Disneyland, where as the evil queen, when she um, opens up the curtains and she peers down on you, glaring. Yeah, that, you have to rub the apple, and it's like, it, it's, it's not even personal like connection. that you have to rub the apple. It's, yeah, she does it randomly, but if yeah. you rub the apple, it automatically does. And it's really cool, but, like, the chances of you seeing that are pretty rare, but not impossible. And this is one of the, like, the things that make you smile when you see it, when you really think about it. And when he showed it to me, I was just like, oh my god. And then he goes on this whole tangent about... And we're standing there, not moving at all. Yeah, there's like, people running by like, the fuck are these kids doing, like, spazzing out here? <laughs> and... I'm just standing there smiling at him while he just flails his arms about and just starts screaming about Imagineering. And I, like, honestly, I respect, like, and it's it's so cool. And I it's so nice when you see someone get excited about something that they're really um, enthusiastic about. And if you're the type of person to be like, okay, that's nice and all, but shut the fuck up and let's go, then, then you're, just an, you're just a horrible person and just, no. You're a dickhead. Yeah. <laughs> 
and I'm not saying this like, you know, like be nice and shit. Like, no, it's just fucking if you were interested about something and and you want to pursue a career in it, go ahead. No one can stop you except yourself. And the Dang. laws of physics. <laughs> well, that actually that sometimes. hasn't that hasn't that's that 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 has not stopped people from going to the moon, so never mind. Yeah, sometimes you eh, loopholes. There are loopholes. <laughs> Disneyland. <laughs> Now my mind is just racing. Go ahead, man. Ugh. This is your chance to tell the world about some hidden things. There was, I remember, after I had noticed that my mind went off, I was like, okay, maybe it's just this little area, right? What if, what, what if, what if every single thing is like that? What if, what, what does that mean? What does that create in this area? What does that create in this land? What does that create in this world? And I was just stricken by this. It was infectious into my my whole brain, into my entire body. I had to find out more, and I had to explore it more, and I had to just realize what the fuck was going on and what I had just noticed. What had just... It was like lightning, getting struck by lightning. That's what it felt like. And so I kind of spent the rest of the day kind of more or less just in a bit of like... Not necessarily focused on like enjoying myself and more of examining the park, which... Oh my god, I enjoyed that just as much as dicking around. And everywhere you look, practically everywhere, not every place, you know, the bathrooms aren't going to be as great, but oh, actually, <laughs> actually, on the contrary, funny, funny thing, I'll, I'll get to it later, but everywhere you look, everything is not just designed, not just painted, not just sculpted, it is engineered to be magical and i think it is the most fantastic thing and i was watching i have disney plus now gang um <laughs> you know people are canceling disney plus because uh they're the stupid Man, what was it the mandalorian show? yeah because it's like over and now people are canceling it well i think uh they're gonna do another thing that's gonna continue it so they're kind of stupid and also kenobi with ewan mcgregor <laughs> so yeah people are dumb but i was I was on Disney Plus and my mom was like, you have to watch this show. It's about Imagineering. It's about that sh- stuff that you like cream your pants for. And I was like, <laughs> oh my God. I was like, whoa. And I, I, I had been doing research on, on sort of Imagineering related stuff, but not Imagineering itself, more of just the park itself. And so I knew a bunch of stupid random little facts. <laughs> and then watching the show called The Imagineering Story, it's an eight part special. On, on Disney Plus, it was more than anything. It was kind of, I wouldn't say, no, fuck it, it was life changing. Cause now I look at things a lot more differently. And I especially look at the park more differently and how it makes you feel more differently. And I respect it more. And I realize even more things, more than I could have thought before. And what it takes to create that, the hard work, the, the mind, the imagination that it takes. To even do one small area, it takes a village to create one attraction. Oh my and god, it's, it's me realizing about how you can see everyday art in everyday life. Just, it's <laughs> what you're feeling when you were like, oh my god, and you see like these different things in Disney. It's like me watching Bob Ross and then looking at the world around me and being like, holy crap, there's art in everyday life. Because he was right. This is true. There's a. Walt Disney, yeah, weird connection, but he is very similar to Bob Ross, where and they <laughs> hold on, wait, the plane, the plane, it, it's a bird, it's a plane, it no, it wait, yeah, it's a plane, okay, um, it's what was passing. 
Bye. Oh, oh, oh. Okay, they're good. There's, there's this connection. Just in- hear this giant explosion. Like <laughs> Dude, if we do, then we'll have it on recording. Do you know? Do you know how popular they are? We'll get. Oh my god. Wow. Wait, hold on. <clears throat> wow. 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 Whoa. <laughs> the wink. Where was I? Oh yes, there's um. I don't know if they're born like that. I I don't think they are. I think sometimes people just learn it as they grow. And sometimes other people help or other I mean, circumstances help. But people like Walt Disney or Bob Ross are just... How do you think Bob Ross got so good at painting? He practiced. And he, he looked around. He just picked up a brush one day and started practicing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. If you want to start practicing engineering and all that stuff, get some books and start reading. Or even watch YouTube videos, because... Now the books, now the library is just YouTube. <laughs> yeah, it's good though. That's good. But like, there's just something like the future is now. Again. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's something different. There's something I'll even say special about those kinds of people where they can see something in the world that others can't, and they think I don't know if I'm doing a bit of a like self-insert, but like you've always seen it. It just takes something to like open your eyes to it. You know it's around you, but it's harder to notice, and you have to learn how to see it. And I think that some people feel it more than others, but I like to think that everyone can. Um, but that's how that's how they create these fantastic things. That's how they create these empires that aren't built for malice or conflict. They're built for helping. It's it's these giant kingdoms of magic. And one of my favorite things about Disneyland is that it's not an es- it's it's an escape of sorts, but an, it's not an escape into a different world. It's it- not like video games mm-hmm. or VR. It's you're still in your own world, except created by someone else. Not really created, more or less. I wouldn't say fixed, but what it, what our world could be. Yeah. It's walking into Disneyland to me is walking into wow. This is what we could accomplish. This it's it's a goal. And and people say like, oh look at the Disney princesses, they're like too perfect. Well, it's the it's the image of what sometimes what women want to be. And sometimes people are like, well people or well children shouldn't like look up to that because you have to be like super skinny and what if they're fat? Like, well, I mean, look at what they're creating now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's becoming much more modernized. And yeah, a lot of the older stuff was due to time, but also, you know, the 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 reference material that they had, that's how they were described. That's it wasn't completely their like they kept it visually as close as they wanted to. Um, but that's that's not what matters because it's people always want to like to look they want to nitpick at stuff. Mm-hmm. It's it, to me it was it wasn't the like the designs and, and people of, of, of characters were very cool and that's a whole nother thing, but my favorite part of, of Disney characters is how much people they are. Or you don't just have to focus on how they look. That's the whole point. The whole point is people are not people are like paintings. You don't look you don't just look at a painting and see me. You look at a painting and you think, What does it mean? What does it stand for? Why? Why is it here? What does it do? Does it do anything? Why is that? Okay, that's fine. Cool. That's its meaning. Does it have no meaning? Great. Enjoy itself. It exists just to have fun. Or it exists because it wants to do this thing. And it all comes full circle to Bob Ross. <laughs> yes! No. Fuck you. It comes full circle to... Drumroll, please. <laughs> that's my phone. 
the, <laughs> the imaginary standard, baby. I talked a lot about. <laughs> I talked a lot about the imaginary. What what is the imaginary standard at Disneyland? And uh, with me, yeah. I was there to listen <laughs> to all of it. And you don't have to apologize, man. Like, cause I enjoyed every bit of it. Cause it all not only did you get satisfaction telling somebody about it and just being all excited and stuff, I got the opportunity to look at Disneyland stuff a bit more than just a theme park for kids, for for parents to bring their kids because they've always wanted to come. And it's the happiest place on earth. They, it's for both children and adults and elderly people and it's just this big gathering it kind of reminds me i'm gonna insert a bit of my culture here <laughs> go ham but it's kind of like a powwow we have these gatherings to bring all types of tribes and all types of people and we usually just celebrate either a national holiday or the mother earth you know and it's more or less a thank you for just living and breathing for every day and all the stuff that we are provided with by earth giving it to us and everybody it's <laughs> no one's really concerned with the outside world of the circle that we dance in to and and the drum it's, it represents our mother birth. Oh my god, I'm... <laughs> it's been so long since I've been to one, but every time I do go there, it makes me feel happy. Just like how he goes to Disneyland. I was about to say that. I feel like that's that's the same kind of parallel. You're, the way you feel about powwows is the way I feel about the parks. Yeah, and more or less they're... Can I see your phone for a second? I want to Google something while you talk because you have just said something fantastic. <laughs> um... And I don't hear that every day, so thank you. That <laughs> you say a lot of fantastic things, I promise you. <laughs> um, but when people gather for a certain event, whether it be just Disneyland or a powwow, it people aren't more like more or less concerned with the outside world or just their daily life problems, like of just waking up and going to work and hating your job and. I mean, oh, my teacher, or our teacher. Which one? Mr. Theater our theater. Teacher. Yeah, theater. <laughs> theater. He, uh, he made a good point saying that when you wake up and you go to a job, or when you go to your job and stuff, you shouldn't be hating your life for it. Like, do something that makes you happy. And, of course, it's always hard work and stuff. And in order to, to achieve that happiness, you, you know, have to work for it. And, like, he wants to, you know, be an Imagineer, and I want to be a homicide detective. And so, in order to achieve that, we gotta work hard. You can't just, you can't just go around life just trying to be like, oh, I'll just mosey my way. No, off. no, I'm telling you this because you need my coping mechanism. It's a okay. It, coping mechanisms are always good. I will not judge you for that unless it actually harms your health. But damn it, <laughs> calling me to fuck out. <laughs> yeah, because you're my broski, man, and I just only want the best for you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, But you should have just, like, wake up every morning hating your life, and it's understandable if you have depression, but then again, there are outlets to helping you with that depression. You can't just always cure it, because, well, you can't really cure depression. I mean, it's there is a, always a temporary, um, like, a temporary just go away thing. Doggy. 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 Uh, banging on glass. door thing. Glass thing. Uh, door glass thing, door yeah. Door glass thing. Sliding door. Sliding. There we go. Um, but there is... Where was I going? Oh my god. I'm an idiot. 
Friggin' doggy, it's okay. I love you. Even though you scare me. Um. Oh, he's coming. <laughs> Alright. Right, okay. <laughs> nice. But there are outlets to help you with depression, even though it always won't cure you and stuff. And it's just like a temporary thing. But, oh my god, I was just thinking about this in the shower, too. <laughs> Bro, monka. <laughs> monka is. Monka. Um. Oh, another doggy. He's tiny, boy. I'm gonna try and cut out that sound in post, but... <laughs> Yikes, huh? Tiny dog. Um, it just saying it gets a lot better, and this is coming from a fellow person with depression. <laughs> and, like, I'm not saying this as, uh, like, oh, it gets better, so just try to smile your way through it, because no matter how hard you try, sometimes that just doesn't work. Trust me, because I've been doing it for a while. <laughs> <laughs> And sometimes you just gotta, well, if you're like me and you always, you know, like to go through things alone, it's good to occasionally better yourself with other people, whether it be, like, with meetings and stuff, with a therapist, or with your own friends, or even your family. And it's hard to talk to your own family sometimes, whether it be that they don't accept you for who you are, or... <laughs> I just move my legs and they just... <laughs> Or they just don't understand what you're going through. But you can always trust your family. Because most of the time. Most of the time. I was about to say, unless they're dickwads. <laughs> but luckily, our families aren't dickwads. No. I love my family. I love my family, too. See, we're not the teenage angsters that you think we are. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Our, our outlook is that the world sucks, but oh well. And dog Not everything up. in it sucks. Yeah. You just have to build upon what doesn't, and yeah. Hello, dog. Oh my god. Oh, whoa, whoa. Hello, dog. Okay. This is gonna be a mess to edit, but I'm, I'm so, so happy. Sorry. No, <laughs> I'm so happy of how this is going, and I have something prepared for when. Go ahead. I'm I'm done with my tangent, and I'm sorry if I'm too tired to make any sense, but I'm pretty sure most. It made a lot of sense. And you brought up this genius thing where it, it creates the same feeling between us. Your powers, my 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 Disney, and how. The how an older generation and the younger generation and everyone, no matter what, can connect and they can kind of live in this little magical place where it is our world, but we see the magic in it. And also, you can leave it and see the magic in other pla in in the in other parts of the world and our daily lives and put it through. And I wanted to read this quote and took it was a bitch to find, but it was exactly what we're on about. <clears throat> The idea of Disneyland is a simple one. It will be a place for people to find happiness and knowledge. It will be a place for parents and children to share pleasant times in one another's company. A place for teachers and pupils to discover greater ways of understanding and education. Here the older generation can recapture the nostalgia of days gone by, and the younger generation can savor the challenge of the future. Here will be the wonders of nature and man for all to see and understand. Disneyland will be based upon and dedicated to the ideals, the dreams, and hard facts that have created America. And it will be uniquely equipped to dramatize these dreams and facts and send them forth as a source of courage and inspiration to all the world. Disneyland will be something of a fair, an, ex an exhibition, a playground, a community center, a museum of living facts, and a showplace of beauty and magic. It will be filled with the accomplishments, the joys, the hopes of the world we live in. And it will remind us to show us how to make these wonders part of our own lives. That's exactly what we just talked about. And that is a quote 
from, I believe it's Walt Disney himself, uh, that Marty Schuyler wrote down in a message, which was compiled in the sort of, I'd say, book, Disney World's Background and Philosophy. And they brought it up in the the Imagineering story of the show. And oh my god, it's like the fucking Bible. I swear to god. <laughs> Didn't you say after Walt died they used that? Mm-hmm. When Walt died, uh, they had all those messages compiled. Marty Schuyler was Walt Disney's, like, uh, he was, uh, you know how back in those days something had, like, you would talk to someone, they would type it, and then they would send that out as a message? Marty Schuyler was the typer for Walt Disney, and he, and they doubled all those messages and kept them. And those messages were about the creation of Disneyland, what Walt wanted it to be, and what he saw in it, and what he saw in the world, it was background in philosophy. And it was also what little he was able to give about Walt Disney World. And they uh, when when Walt Disney died, the Imagineers were lost. They were in the middle of, of Epcot. It was this huge project that it was it was gonna change the world. And Roy Disney was was left with with, with Walt Disney Company, he had no idea what to do. Because nobody else was like Walt. Nobody else saw what he did. Nobody else could motivate people the way he did. Nobody else could make people see things the way he saw them and the way that things should be seen. Magically. And so Marty Schuyler put together this combination of messages from Walt that were to not only help the Imagineers create Walt Disney World, but also to to motivate them and, and show them the right way. And oh my god, it worked out. <laughs> and then it was an I- iconic Imagineer. He um he he published a book, and I don't think you can really buy it anywhere, but there's a free PDF online if you just Google Walt Disney. It's either Walt Disney World background and philosophy or just Disney World. I think it's just Disney World background and philosophy. It, the first thing that comes up is a PDF. And I've, <laughs> I've been copying down that entire like 167 page PDF into a notebook. And it is, it has been, it's been tedious. It's been hard, but it has been so worth it because I just see more and more in it. I understand more and more. And it is a beautiful thing. And I will always appreciate what was, I, this is the best timeline because we have this. And I always appreciate what Walt Disney gave us, what the Disney company has given us, and what their views and their morals and what they stand for, and what the parks have given us. <laughs> Fifty minutes in. Oh. Yeah, we've been going for a while. So do we want to hit that hour mark? No. No? I think it's too much for our four listeners. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's outro this. This that you know. Thank you for listening to this delicious tuna lasagna sandwich, which will give you five HP. I don't know. Yes, um, that definitely derailed, but it derailed onto a very good track. Yes. And I mean, we could continue our our whole like Disney escapade on the next episode and just talk about stuff more. So this was very much random talkings in the beginning, starting of Disneyland. And we really talked about imagineering. And philosophy. And magic. Some Somewhat philosophy. Just more or less your views and my views about Disney, but also the world. I think it was more just like magic and how you can find it. Mm, this is true, actually. Because most people, when they hear the word magic, they think, well, they either think stupid Disney stuff or they think stupid Harry Potter. Lord of the Yeah, <laughs> Harry Potter shit. Don't call Lord of the Rings stupid. What? That's not that's not what magic is. Magic is reality, just the fantastical part. Magic is more or less what you make of it. Mm-hmm. And on that note, this is Cake and Blue signing out.
Two for the price of nothing. A podcast. Bye. Bye.